Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Can I Be Funny? I'm JQ. I need to start with a bit of an apology this episode because I've been a bit lax in getting guests on. If you ever look at the dates on stuff, it's like once a month, which obviously isn't good enough. Um, obviously, there's loads of people have been saying, oh, JQ, when's the next episode? No, no one's been saying that, but... I need to get some more guests on, so I've got about four booked in, which is good. Um, next week's going to be uh, my 100th gig special episode, so look forward to that one. Um, got a few special guests coming in, which should be great. Also, I should just say, write some more reviews. That'd be nice. I think there's about five or six good ones on iTunes now. Not good ones. They're all good, but there's five or six reviews in total, so I could do some more and like tweet the show if you like the show just forward it on when i tweet the episodes or like it on facebook tell your friends tell people you don't like just tell everyone that would be great <laughs> so this week's episode is a very funny welshman mr daryl perry so daryl welcome to the show hi james <laughs> do i call you james you can call me whatever you want <laughs> what do you normally go by just JQ. I'll have to call you JQ then. It's just right. shorter. Well, that's how I knew you, but then when I was coming to the, here, I thought, oh, I'll best be official. So I had James in my head. <laughs> There's nothing official about this. <laughs> so you were the MC, the very first proper gig I ever did. So it was Rudy's Revenge. Rudy's Revenge. No, that, it wasn't the first ever gig you did, though, was no. it? Because you told me the first gig you did was at the comedy store. Yeah, two gong shows. You did two. You did yeah. two. Genius. Idiot. <laughs> That's horrible. Why did you go back? I, I, I literally knew no better. I didn't know anything about open mics. I didn't know who was what. I did When I was at the gong show, I sat in the back row, yeah. not in the corner where you're supposed to with all the other comedians yeah, yeah. going. So I just literally knew nothing. Well, I did the I did my gong, to, to, you know, like, to be honest, I did, like, I kind of, well, I did my course and then I did a few, and I just started applying for gigs. But like my first, like, I, I think it was my fifth gig. Or something, maybe six. I was at the comedy store. It's for that gong show, and I lasted. And I was on first as Ooh. well, which is awful. Well, that should have been okay because usually the crowd don't know what they're doing. Um, but I was shit. Yeah, I was six gigs in, and I, oh, did, right. and I, you know, and the thing is, the gigs had gone well up until that point, and I didn't. But you know, the truth is, you don't know what you're doing at that point. <laughs> and um, and I, I, you know, like I invited friends along as well, fucking hell. And I, I, you know, like you, I wasn't sat with all the other comedians. I was sat kind of with my friends in the other kind of corner, you know, like the other corner. Yeah. And um, yeah, I lasted 50 odd seconds, came off stage going, oh my God. <laughs> I did, I thought I was all right at this, obviously not knowing anything. Um, but then when you watch it, you're like, actually, saw this, I did very well, yeah. <laughs> considering, because people don't last a second. It was a vicious night, and it was the night Nick Dixon actually beat the gong. Ah. And so then he went on to get signed by the store based on, like, obviously he did a few other things, but mm. based off, like, that was the kind of, the key to, to him getting seen by the store. So it was, yeah, I, I remember seeing him, Dane, uh, Trevor Feelgood, but yeah, it was quite it was quite good to watch. But I did realize, you know, like yeah, it was. It was I shouldn't have done it at the time. Like my nan had just passed away, <laughs> and you only realize this afterwards. But like, it's a very emotional thing to do. Yeah. But yeah, like my emotions were, I guess, too close to the surface. So it was just. So I didn't. I don't think I actually slept that night. <laughs> but because you because you know it's just like. 
it, it, I guess you, you, I was overly emotional at the time. No, I wasn't crying or anything, like, or yeah. anything angry or sad. I was just, you know, just a bit different to how I usually am, I guess. But yeah, that was a that is a weird one. Uh, but Rudy's Revenge. So you came with Mia. So the first time Mia came, was it the first time Mia came? Or? No, it was me, and I brought about eight mates. Yeah, I remember you bringing those mates. Yeah. yeah. Then you enjoyed. Yeah, it was great. It, yeah. I watched it back recently, and it's us was so slow. Like the way I was talking was really slow. I was really slow when I first started as well. <laughs> really slow. If you watch, if you, if there are any videos of when I first started, it's like I've been kicked by a horse. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but um, Rudy's was fun. I enjoyed yeah. Rudy's. Did you? Who else was on that night? Do you know? Um, you from what I can remember, it was Richard Wright. Oh right, okay. Yeah, but I know I used to love Rudy's. It was a shame when it closed. Um, I've always talk about getting something else, but mm. I don't know. Um, I haven't done anything in nine months. <laughs> <laughs> it's unlikely that I'd do something now. <laughs> but you're now sort of helping out with Angel a bit more. Uh, yeah, I've, I've always helped out. Well, I guess I've always helped out with Angel a bit. Like last few Edinburghs, when Barry's been away, I've been there. And obviously, I took over Rudy's from those lot anyway. Yes. So Barry and Katarina used to run Rudy's, and then uh, Barry wasn't that bothered about it, to be honest. And I think, well, it was Katarina's night originally. And then when Katarina went away to Australia, I looked after it. And then she didn't want it when she came back. So I kind of. T- took it over first with Linus Lee and then with um, he did, Linus doesn't really do that much these days right um, and then and then with Masood it yeah. was fun yeah, it was cool yeah. I, think I, I did it four times yeah and enjoyed every one well that's good that's good well because that's the thing when I before I used to run it I used to think it was one of the best open mic nights yeah. around only in, you know in terms of ones you can get on regularly and stuff like that not comedy cafes and whatnot um I think it was my second favourite apart from Angel. I can't think of anything else I enjoy particularly more. Yeah. I've never done my little Angel. Have you, no? No. But you saw the last time I was there, it wasn't very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> that silence says it all, folks. <laughs> no, no, I, didn't, I, I, I can't remember you doing badly or anything. It wasn't bad, it just didn't. It, it's like a car engine that never quite starts. Is it? For me. I don't know why. It's just one of those gigs that I just never... Really? It never gets... No, yeah. I've done very well at Angel. Yeah. Angel's too... Everyone says that. Oh, See, Angel's lovely. too easy. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem with Angel. That's the worst thing you can say about Angel. It's too easy. It's a lovely gig. Um, I love that place. I love Barry and yeah. people who run it. And I actually did a comedy course with Sarah. Sarah was using a, doing a comedy course. In, so Sarah runs Angel Comedy as well. Mm. So Sarah was... Um, doing a comedy course in order to kickstart her writing a bit yeah so she was on the comedy course and i did it for it was just a five very short course that i did it was five weeks it's like it's not even the proper course that chris head runs oh the but, chris head course yeah yeah and um but normally it's 10 and then a showcase but right. i just did a five week one but i met, met sarah and then she mentioned the club so i applied to do it and i think it was my third gig i did at angel so i did my first gig at Lion's Den. They were very supportive as Tim. So, um, uh, did my first gig at Lion's Den, and I was on like twenty six out of twenty seven oh, or something like that. So there's only the people who were just too polite to leave at that point, <laughs> um, which is very sweet of them. And I did well. I really enjoyed it. And you know, it was my first gig. Then I did my second gig at 
the second worst comedy club in London. Oh, yes. Pear-shaped. Yeah. Um, which I've never been back to. <laughs> because, I'm, well, I turned up just looking for walking because I thought, you know, it was fine. And then they kept pushing me back in the running order to the extent I was on last and it was like 11 o'clock. Jeez. And there was two people there. One of them was Sonia Astor and we've she's a very sweet lady and I've always had a little bond because of that. <laughs> um, and then I don't know who the other person was. And then... And then they were supposed to have a headliner and he wasn't there. And I went on. And then just as they were about to wrap up. So bear in mind, it's me, Sonia Astor, someone else. And then another person behind. And then so you've got like three people who were running it who were behind me on stage. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's gone 11. And the headliner shows up to do fucking 20 minutes. Oh. That was that was awful. That I sounds wanted, pretty I tough. To, I, wanted, I don't know who that headliner was, but I know I wanted to... I know I wanted to kill him at that point. <laughs> I remember thinking, comedy is shit. This is awful. <laughs> Why am I here? Um, but then my third ever gig was at Angel. So that was, so I did Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Sunday. And that was brilliant. I absolutely loved it. I meant like people like Grania Maguire were on, Richard Todd, yeah, uh, who's still relatively new at that point. Um, but, you know, had achieved very good things. Um, Ben Target, Daniel Simonson, we were playing, um, at the end, Ben Target got everyone playing volleyball, that was fun, and I remember actually hitting the ball, and then hitting the light, um, but yeah, and, and I, I, I loved that gig, I, I should watch that gig back, I'm sure I've got that gig somewhere, but it's when I was, I, I, my first ever material was about having sex with melons, a friend of mine, <laughs> as you do, <laughs> I don't really, I can't really do it anymore. It doesn't really work. But maybe I'll bring it back one day because it's, it's it's fun enough stuff. And this is just a silly idea. Basically, a friend of mine, we were having dinner before, and he used to talk. And he, he somehow, I don't know, it was weird, right? It was a weird evening. He he was having dinner, and he broke his tooth eating like a chicken skewer or something, because he's an idiot. And then I don't know whether that drove me insane, but he said, oh, guys, do you know when you used to, you know, in school and people used to call you a wanker? I was like, and I was like, yeah. It's like, well, I didn't used to like being called a wanker, so I used to fuck melons instead. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a weird conversation to have over dinner. Yeah. He's a weird fella. And he's told everyone this. Everyone knows it. Like, he's told, like, people he works with for, like, his girlfriend's colleagues and stuff like that. Crazy man. So how long ago was that when you did the course? So I did the course like basically February March twenty twelve. Oh, okay, I thought you'd been going longer than that. Uh, everyone always assumes yeah. that. I don't know if it's a good thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and then I did my first ever gig on March the thirteenth, twenty twelve, which is my anniversary of my third anniversary of yeah me and my girlfriend being together. Yeah. It was exactly just because I knew I, Lion's Eye was one of the only ones I knew and I kind of had it that yeah. I was booking that in and that's when I was going to do it um, yeah so I share our anniversary relationship anniversary with um, with with comedy anniversary nice yeah. I've just passed gig 100 have you congratulations yeah. and I did my first bit of MCing on Monday how did MCing go a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I, it was, I was shite when yeah. I emceed at first. Awful. So I've seen it so many times, I thought, oh, I'll easily be able to do it's this. Not, it's, like, oh, it's not. Um, see, my view is you've just got to relax and have fun. Yeah. If you're going to... 
Yeah, if it's, doing material is not as fun as them see. No. <laughs> I can't really see the point of it. That Well, like, it's especially the gigs kind of we do where you've just got to get energy in the room. Yeah. Like, obviously, if you're on a big stage where crowd interaction is difficult, then, then you, you, know, you obviously need to do it. And, and material does work and stuff like that. And, and the kind of, um, yeah, big time I've seen, you see it work. But for, for my point of view, it's just about MC and it's just me having fun on stage now as much as I can. And if I'm not having fun, I don't enjoy it. And I just need to, yeah, more relaxed. I, I don't drink when I'm gigging, but uh, I will ha- I'll sometimes have a beer when I'm emceeing. So, you, so where did you emcee then? It's, a, it's a, up in um, Hartford. It's in a bar called The Jungle. Okay. Not been there before. I've heard of it. And there was, there was like the comedians sitting in the front room, and then there was a load of lads at the back. So I said, oh, guys, what do you do for a living? They went, we're refrigeration engineers. What I should have said was, cool. Of course, I just went, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, they're just, oh, just think of all the punchlines on the way home. <laughs> no one likes puns, mate. <laughs> no, it's a joke. Turns out everyone likes puns. Um, were they were they nice? Was, do you feel it went well? Um, I think it went okay. I kind of. I feel I feel the biggest issue new MCs have is that they want to do material all the time and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because I thought I'd just do little bits, but it didn't quite work. So I kind of gave up. And then there was only six acts, and we were doing ten. Min- they were doing ten minutes each. And then about five people, like genuine audience members, turned up about two acts before the end. So I was wrapping up saying, okay, we've had a great night. And they were going, we've only just got here. Can you, can you do some jokes? I'm well, like, turn the fuck off. Uh, okay, I'll do my hour long Edinburgh <laughs> show if you want. So I just did, have you seen the Hawk thing that I've done? Um, I don't think or, you have. No, if know. you you had it, you would you know if you've seen it. So I did that for them, and they seemed to like it. And well, the, that's fun. Though. The bar manager was happy with the night. So oh, that's good. How come you how come you haven't seen it? It wasn't deliberate. There was uh, an email list going around. The guy who was running the night was in America, so he asked Amy Goodchild to ho- MC it. Another name. And she then said, "Oh, I can't do it now." So I thought, I just said, "I'll do it." Yeah. Just to see if I could. It was alright. It's good. To, it's good to do. Yeah, oh, love it. Absolutely love it. Um, and I really enjoy it. And I, yeah. However, it did kind of change me a lot as a comedian. In the short term, it was probably for the worse. Yeah. And it still is for the worse. <laughs> but in the long term, it'll be for the better. Well, because because you you know everyone says you just want to be yourself on stage and relax and chill. And when I first started, I was very low energy, very. Which, you know, not the highest energy. Well, I, I, I'm just different, but I can be very lethargic. But, you know, I'm quite excitable as well. And I kind of just, it kind of changed me. And, you know, I used to be able to, used to do very well in competitions and stuff like that. And get, and then now I don't because <laughs> I'm just on stage being myself. And it turns out no one really wants to, no one's a fan. <laughs> no one's a fan of this guy. <laughs> Where's the boring fella? Where's the where's, where's the guy? Where's the lethargic one? That's um, but it. Uh, I think for the in the long run it'll be it'll be it's, it's a good thing. Um, but that's just that's just me because I wasn't myself on stage. I was essentially a character. I was very loth- yeah, very slow, very deadpan, very low energy. Yeah, so it has changed me. But it's, yeah, do you think it ever helps when? If you have to go on stage and there's a low energy in the audience, you, you think oh, I could just I can perk this up a little bit and then crack, crack on. Yeah, like well, yeah. No, that's the thing. I'm much more flexible now yeah. than I than I ever was. 
Um, and I'm much more rounded as a comedian now, and I'm probably much, you know, like before before I emceed, I wouldn't be able to do anything. If if the material worked, uh, then it would be great. Yeah. If not, I I wouldn't much I'd be doing about it. But now I, you know, I don't feel I feel comfortable on stage. I'm very 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 comfortable on stage, relaxed, chilled out, and I enjoy it. And it's just yeah, it's just different. I think. I've just got to that point in the last maybe. 10 or 15 gigs where I am now happy to be on stage and living in the moment rather than just going up there saying it and then getting off you need to be that. that's something very important because that's when I got proper shit that's when I'm proper shit is when I'm not in the moment and I'm reciting yeah and you have to you know always I guess the new material helps but if it's old pretend you're doing it for the first time otherwise it's going to be shite yeah yeah so I'm doing how many competitions have you done do you think uh, well like the first ones I, I did like I don't know enough are you doing Leicester Square yeah when's your heat Monday 9 o'clock I might be MCN really oh maybe not I got might have to go at Quine Duck I need to talk, talk to David Hardcastle <laughs> but I'm MCN the one before ah I mean, I'm seeing at least one of them, so mm. I need to figure out which one. But I'm doing Crying Duck Monday as well, so. Um, and I'm seeing, I think, one on Sunday as well. So that I'd love him seeing Leicester Square. Yeah, is it good? Because also, like, they're all my peers, you know, so. <laughs> and the fact that I get to go turn up and not give a shit. It's like, yeah, I'm fucking, you guys are stressing. You've been going longer than me, some of you as well. Ah. <laughs> it's just fun. No, it's just really fun. Because I can... Every, it's just really fun to relax yeah, yeah. and I can do whatever the fuck I want <laughs> and uh, hanging out with Dave Hardcastle is nice as well so and it's good to see people doing tight sets and stuff so and yeah I get to see new people it's cool I really I, I, I do as many I try and do I'm like I cancel other things to try and do less of square yeah. new comedian yeah it's really have fun have you done it before? I was in the final when I first started see I was ah. so I so within six months I made the final of that Nice. Uh, I think that's why people think I've been going longer than... Right, yeah. Cause, so it wasn't really... So I was like, people who started around the same time as me, I was like in that final, and there was no one really else around my generation in that. Um, but it was... That was an eye-opener. That was a weird final, actually, because fun, there was one fun B1, and it was all low-energy. Well, they weren't all low-energy comics, but but luck of the draw, the high-energy comics were in the first half. In the first third, sorry, there were two thirds, and then you had sort of Barry and Ryan were Ryan Carl were in it, yeah. You know, um, in the first section, Sophie, who's not low energy, she's you know bubbly. Um, they were in the first section, and then you had like two sections of low energy comments, <laughs> <laughs> like you know people like Phil O'Shea, Dave Green, Amir Kushikan, people like that. Um, just, just, just read on a late on a Sunday, <laughs> and then Funby came on, like smiled and smashed the hell out of it, and was relatable and not weird, which a lot of us were. And then I had to follow Funby, and I did fine. I did fine. Um, I was, you know, but I wasn't, you know, like not ready at that point. To, yeah. To, you know, I was just happy to be there, and I'm still happy that I achieved that. It's still essentially the biggest, yeah, one of the biggest achievements I've done in comedy. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've seen two people on the bill already. Other than that, I know they're better than I am. Well, it's <laughs> uh, a competition. Also, people can have better nights. How many competitions have you done then? I, <laughs> I did... You can't worry about them. 
No, I'm not too worried, but I did um, I did the Amuse Mouche one, oh, and when I turned up at the heat, I saw Tim Rinko walking down the stairs, and Archie Maddox following close was behind. It, was it the 90 seconds? Yeah, the 90 seconds one. Oh, and as soon as I saw those two, I thought, there's no point in me being here. No. And then eventually they came first and second. Yeah, yeah, they did, didn't they? Tom Appleton. Yep. Jethro. I've seen Jethro a couple yep. of times. He's pretty good. They're the he? two that I think are much better than I am. Um, I don't know the other names of it. LJ Defunk is Zach Split. You just give me more names that are better than me. <laughs> um, he he knocked me out of uh, Laughing Horse, ah. um, which I'm very bitter about. I'm very won my heat, won my quarterfinal. I had a very tough semi-final. Zach won it, and I didn't get well carded through. Lost to one person, and I didn't get through to the fucking. Damn time. it! Very bitter about that. <laughs> Watch me go in the first round this year. <laughs> Um, they've got my one in October in um, Covent Garden I'll be I think I'm September sometime alright so you're actually in it you're not emceeing it no I'm in this one well I might as well just quit now no no. (laughs) Um, I mate seriously I'm sure competitions well (laughs) some machine I I am bit I was well I shouldn't be bit about that but I still am because I felt I think I think as a comedian, when you're new, you do hit like a peak spot where you are actually good at those five minute things. Mm. And I think I was then, and now I'm not. <laughs> that, um, that, so, but you know, you just concentrate on other things, and they just you know, it's not a big deal to me anymore. I just got to concentrate on getting better. But yeah. I do feel at that point, I I don't know, you might have. I was a lot more ready for that than I was for Leicester Square. For Leicester Square, I was just happy to be there. Yeah, I don't mind. I'm happy to end competitions where you can enter multiple times. Yeah. Like with the, um, so you think you're funny, it's, you can only do it once and then that's it. Yeah, I entered so you think funny too soon. Yeah. I lost to Ashling. Ah. And, yeah, and, and I had a nice gig. Me and Paul Jones had nice gigs and Ashling won it. I don't think anyone from my heat actually got through. Well, your semi-final, you mean? Oh, no, did you go through to semi-final? No. Didn't get through to semi-final. So, so, yeah, so, oh, and the heat. So, apparently, yeah, like, Sunil said you went to watch... Who did he want? He went, he went, the year before I did it, he went to watch another one and there were loads of good people. He was like Todd and maybe Tez and people like that were in the same one and none of them got through. Um, but I was in a heat, not my heat. So again, very, very early doors. Um, it was in Dave Green, Ben Fogg. Adam Race, who won Squawker last year, it was. I remember thinking, "How oh, bloody hell! If that's if that's what all new comedians are like, then yeah. that's a very high standard." Dave Green is like a hero for me when I first started. I can love him as a comedian. <laughs> it's really, it kind of goes in peaks and troughs when you're on the open mic. You see some people that are great, and then it just goes. Everyone's rubbish. What is everyone doing? And it picks back yeah. up again. We should try running a new act, night, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many oh people? God! What? Why? Why? <laughs> Why is he here? Why are you doing this? Why is he talking about Lego again? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just, and, and the thing is, people will get better, and people are new, and you. But you just like when you're there, just watching like fourteen that act, you're just like, "Have a joke, mate." Just do, it. <laughs> just do a joke. Do one of those jokes. <laughs> do a joke. <laughs> and it gets you too frustrated with you, actually. It makes me very, like, not bitter towards him, but just, like, very impatient. You know, I try supporting people. If anyone asks my advice, I, I feel I'm very generous. You know, very, I always want to help people. Yeah. But, like, I remember Rudy sitting there thinking, oh, God, fucking shut up. <laughs> 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 Which isn't the best attitude to have. <laughs> have you ever had to force anyone off stage? 
Well, people are dicks when it comes to time, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if I've ever. I'm quite. I'm not very confrontational, so. But yeah, I've been as subtle as I. Well, as forceful as subtle. Standing as right next there. to the same girl. Yeah, people are awful. Have you ever had anyone that you've blacklisted that they're not coming back? <laughs> yeah, well, there were a few people that would. I can't think who they were, to be honest, but you're just like, oh, well, if they were not responding to that email. Yeah. So where would you say you are in the sort of ladder of comedy at the moment? No, if I'm on the God. bottom rung, with how you, many mate. rungs up? I'm with you. I'm like, I, I can't necessarily get any better gigs than you do. I, I don't get... You're doing stuff like Crying Duck, and that's not the Tuesday one. No, the Monday. Monday. Well, he likes me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt's... Um, so Matt saw me at Leicester Square final, um, and we're friends now and, yeah. and Sunil helps on it and Sunil's one of my best friends in comedy yeah so I guess I can get gigs like that um don't put me on the don't put me in a showcase I do Matt don't put me in the showcase no um <laughs> um I assume everyone's listening to this right um I d- uh, yeah I don't know I can get some gigs but, so I guess the achievements that's the thing I started off well but didn't really do anything good enough to kind of get me anywhere. That's yeah. what I feel. So people think I've been around for ages. <laughs> they think I'm very good. So some people think I'm good. and But I don't get any better gigs than anyone else. Yeah. I, you know, there, there were things I've done well, you know, like kind of being a runner-up in BBC New Comedy Heat, you know, with Sophie... Hagen and stuff like that, and I beat Sophie. Me as a runner up, and I know the day after. But what you know, like stuff like that, you know, it's fucking good. Sophie's an amazing comedian. That's a square final and stuff like that. Even the you know the laughing horse thing. But I didn't like I you know like I was in a heap with like tears and stuff like that, and quarterfinal with Sunil and Richard Todd, and in the semi final with Twana and Larry Dean and people like that. And then to have better, and then so you know, like, but I have, but I don't, I get nothing from that. I, I, I don't even put that on my CV. <laughs> I don't even put that. But you know, like, I had a, three amazing gigs. And yeah. That's. I always feel like I've, I'm good enough, to, like I've, I've done well enough, but I, in competitions and stuff. But I haven't really got anything to really hold my hat on. That's strange. Do you think people just assume you don't need the help? Um, no, I'm not good enough. You've got to aim to be getting better. You can't really think in those terms of the thing. You just uh, be like, get better, get better, get better. <clears throat> so how much work do you put into your comedy, do you think? Not enough. Not enough. I find it hard to find time to write. I took up comedy to find, uh, for it to be a creative outlet. And the truth is, I find it hard to find time. When I do, I can write a lot, and but... I don't put enough time into writing. Because I had... Um, have you met Tamakatan yet? Yes, I've, but I don't think he'd know who I was, but I have met him. Because he used to work in advertising for years, and yeah. then he quit and went full-time comedy. He's not like earning mega bucks off of it yet, but he was saying... He's been going for quite a while, hasn't he? He's in, Three in the years. States. Is that all? Yeah. He seems very polished. And uh, he was well. He was saying that he puts in forty hours a week comedy. I guess that's what you should do, right? Mm. If that's what you wanted to be your job. Yeah. Like I'm not. I'm. I've got other things in my life that I need. Like I have, you know, I have a full time job. Yeah. Which I have to pay attention to, despite not liking it. I'm in the gym in the mornings and stuff like. That. I have a relationship that I have to 
try and keep eating. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, that goes with, you know, before we even get into family and friends and holidays, which I like to do about seven of. <laughs> yeah. You know, comedies is a part of my life and it's a very important part and it's a part that I like, I love. Yeah. But I've got to be sensible with the amount of time I put into it in terms of what it mm. gives back to me. And but the, and the truth is that's not the attitude of someone, say, who's young, who's unemployed. And I'm not going to name any like name it, any names, but who, who are hungry for it, who can go to bloody like Doncaster on a Tuesday. I can't, yeah. you know, and it's, it's you know, and they're going to be hungrier than me. And yeah. I have to make up for it. I have to be cleverer, I guess, and smarter about it. Why me up when you see these nineteen-year-olds doing comedy? But it's good. He's in like when he's my age. That's yeah. sixteen years worth of doing yeah, yeah. it. He's going to be really yeah, good. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's, it's certainly something I. Well, you know, you, I guess it's the reason why I didn't bring start it early, but it does make you kind of yeah jealous. But you know, like they've got they, you know, I've got a life. You know, I've earned these money. You earn your company. I get I have you know I'm living an alright life and I can't piss it away to do to, to, to a few quid at comedy exactly yeah you know I not and you know it's put puts me in a difficult situation but I have to be smart about it I have to be clever about it and, and I guess work smarter than these people do you just write your stuff on your own um, yeah sun will help sometimes yeah um, I found working with friends really helpful. It, it, yeah, it can be. Um, Sometimes just deletes everything I write, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've written with Masood a couple of times when people didn't turn up for Rudy's and that. Um, generally write on my own. Um, have I ever written with Saskia or something? Yeah, I, I, I do think I should do more of it. Especially with Sunil, but I do feel that, you know, I'm just... Yeah, like he find, he finds it helpful as well. Yeah, Ben Fogg's given me some of my best punchlines. Is it? Yeah, the Lego Death Star one and the camp coffee shop coffee thing. Ben Fogg's good, and he's got a good mind. Yeah, he's a very likable guy. Everyone likes Ben Fogg. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I could I I could rip apart loads of other people's comedy. <laughs> um, I I feel like like I I, I think I've helped with. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> you you don't want to be like too, um, too critical and stuff like that. But you know, like you see other people's and you're just like, ah, oh, what are we going here and there? Yeah. Think deeper about that. But you you don't like to say stuff. And Edinburgh, you ended up going up there. Didn't yeah, you? were you up? You were. Was that for the first week? Because when we did Angel before Edinburgh, you said you weren't going to go. Oh no, I was always going. I was oh, just right. um, I was just doing. I just do last week. See. Oh right. Okay. How was um, it for you? I couldn't. Yeah. See. The same, just like work-wise, I yeah, can only be just about, yeah. I buy basically annual leave in order to go up to Edinburgh. Oh. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was good. I, so I was doing a show with Alistair Williams, um, who's a very good comic, very tight, very, lots of jokes, very, uh, it's me just going on like a shovel. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, uh, I got GCSEs and shit. Uh, <laughs> and, um, uh, and it was very good. We did a few previews, so we did a few previews in Camden, and then we did a kind of a preview at Crying Duck on a Tuesday. Um, it was supposed to be a Monday, but he cancelled on me. Um, <laughs> not bitter? Not, no, not, probably only bloody 
showcase man. <laughs> um, and so we did that, and uh, yeah, and then we did a few Edinburghs, and I was did the sun. We got loads of people in all the way throughout Bartley because Alistair's a wonderful flyer and very handsome. <laughs> so we were getting like very boyish looking handsome. We were getting loads of teenage girls in every day. Nice. Um, <laughs> Your target demographic. Well, it is. It, 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 it's just fine with my comedy. I'm not attracting teenage girls <laughs> but in, in terms of comedy I, I they do tend to not dislike me so it's fine that way um sunday was fine he was tight throughout monday i died on my ass yeah all bad and they kind of it was a kick up the ass in order to stop being so bloody passive on stage and go on and enjoy it and i'm a lot better then and then so i did a few gigs that day and i went and did it and i was gave him a kick up the ass then Tuesday we were in and stuff like that and so I felt I was better then throughout the rest of the run but I got ill I wasn't sleeping I was working up there as well so really? I, I worked oh. worked in the mornings <clears throat> Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday which isn't much but that's when I should have been bloody sleeping yeah um, <laughs> I was so, getting home at four in the morning and, yeah, exactly. and doing a little bit of work as well yeah I yeah I was, I was yeah I had a few six o'clocks a few four o'clocks the earliest I got to bed was after Kitson I went to Kitson twice how was he? Yeah, well, I didn't even... Uh, at least I got to bed, and I didn't even last till the end, um, because I was so <laughs> knackered. So I got to bed at half past two those nights, and then was up to go to work in the morning. But, and yeah. I got ill, and but I still had loads of fun. I was supposed to be doing Tom Holmes' show, replacing Shake Shaft, when yep. Shake Shaft went home. And I kind of... So I turned up on the first day, uh, and Tom did his set, and then... Like, because he's on the bus, and it's a weird venue. Yeah, yeah. Um, loads of people left... And then I kind of half, I sh- half did the set. Well, I kind of half started doing a set and then I was like, oh, fuck this. Um, and then the thing is, I never did another one. And it wasn't because I didn't, because I, I don't get, you know, I shake things off easily and I didn't really care. And I understood what had happened and I understood yeah. why it happened. And it certainly wasn't anyone's fault. It was just, that's the nature of that. Um, but then, you know, like I was ill. I wasn't really in the mood for doing, <laughs> like, you know, it was, it was hurting to talk. My, yeah, throat, my yeah. voice was gone. So I never ended up doing any more of those gigs. I felt a bit bad for Tom. Well, no, no I felt a bit bad. I was letting him down. I don't think he, he gave a shit. He was, um, he was able to get other people in. So, um, so this was on the bus. This was on the bus. People yeah. walking past because the bus you stand right at the stairway to get yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So, so what happened was <laughs> Tom went on, please write on stage, Dale Perry, and then look, every like eight tenths left. <laughs> and and then, and then I was like, you. guys, do you want some? And then you and then you go and sit. And I went and sat closer to them, kind of blocking off. And then you realize, well, you're just blocking them off. Otherwise, they would go. They're just too polite to leave. This isn't working. How is this going to work, you know? So I was just like, after a while, I was just like, oh, you guys go. It was hot. But then you don't get a bucket, and you know, I feel bad for it. But, uh, yeah. So I sent Alistair a couple of times, and then I think you had Matt Smith and people like that. So. Yeah, that's good. No, I, I absolutely love Edinburgh. I love it. I was just ill and just hard, but I just powered through anyway. I hit the wall after four days of well, yeah. 4am finishes. I was just like, oh God, yeah. is this what it's going to be like if you do it for a whole month? I wasn't, I was smashed twice, which isn't bad because I last year I was drunk the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I wasn't even that bad this time. I wasn't not as bad as I was last time. I think it's made you better just that one week better as a comedian it's good to have these things in the head yeah stop being a dick stop being rubbish (laughs) on stage so where do you see yourself in a year's time 
Need to get better, mate. Need to get better. Need to get... <sighs> I won't be doing an hour show. I know that. So, I'd like to give a competition a good go. I'm, I'm not gonna... I, I'm quite... Yeah. I'd like to have a good go at Laughing Horse. Um, um, and I need to be getting better. I feel I should have a workable 20, which I don't really have. I've got a few other things I'm going to start doing. Writing projects. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I want to be further along with them. Um, next year, Edinburgh, I'll probably do another, either split an hour. Uh, maybe maybe I can do 40 minutes of Camden or something like that as well on my own. Yeah. To just get used to writing, to kind of doing your own, being in charge of your own show is like yeah. a different thing. Um, pushing on to getting more paid work and stuff. Is it um, your ultimate aim to get rid of the job and do comedy? It would be nice. It would be nice. I'm quite realistic to the extent, pessimistic. I think my career in comedy, if it's going to come, isn't going to come just from stand-up. If ah. from stand that's what I'd. That's what I've come to realise recently. And it may be partly stand-up, but I think I need to be working on other things. Sort of sketch written stuff, comedy... Um, i got sketch comedy. ideas, but I'm not sure I love sketch comedy, to be <clears throat> honest. I find it really difficult. I can't write punchlines. I, 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 like, I, I like sketch comics, and yeah. I could like going, what, but I don't love sketch comedy as a thing. I yeah. don't... Like, I, it, there's a few are fine, but... And that, but mind you, I there were sketch groups and stuff like that who I love and I really enjoy. But just as a general thing, I don't love it. Yeah. Mind you, didn't like stand-up comedy that much before I started, and now I fucking love it. Um, uh, and sitcom ideas, so hopefully working on something like that. But secret sitcom. Yeah, but you can, I don't really want to talk about that because no. it's not really a thing at the moment. Just a, an idea in the ether. I'm just just a meeting. Got, I've got an appointment <laughs> with people to, to talk about things. I've earned so far from comedy £46.50. Mate. <laughs> I mean, much more. 100 quid free and bulldog new comedian of the year, though. Nice. Spend 45 quid on a cab home from King's Cross. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't get that much. Yeah. It's, it's cost me more money than I, I, mm. I earn. Um, well, because... I live a fucking high maintenance life. I'm never at home. I'm always out. I yeah. I don't eat. I eat about two meals a week at home. Really? Jeez. Yeah, it tends to be breakfast Saturday and Sunday. That's how often I eat at home. Nice. So all my money goes on eating out. Yeah. So you know stuff like that. And if I go, you know, I've been to Cardiff for unpaid minutes and unpaid gigs and stuff like that. And go, there's only so much. That's, you know, I go to Cardiff. Went to Cardiff relatively recently, died on my ass for 10 minutes, had to come straight back. Oh. Got home at like two. I'd been on a stag doing Barcelona for four, for like three, four days the whole weekend before. Yeah. I was never going to have a good gig. Yeah. I was knackered. I was, I was on my, I was, I was on my, like I was dying on my feet. Um, went there, just whoa, whoa, for 10 minutes. <laughs> Shit. I had to come home that night. So I couldn't even go home to Swansea or something like that. Oh. Something like that. Um, half a day annual leave you know, just going there. Didn't want to take the half a day the day after if I came yeah. back from Swansea. Probably 40, 50 quid on a trip, probably 30, 40 quid on a train I booked in advance. Um, but, you know, like going Cardiff, having dinner on your own and yeah. stuff like that. Just a, uh, what for? <laughs> what for? Just to die on my ass. <laughs> I could have done that for free in London. On a Monday night. <laughs> oh, Monday night as well. Jeez. Is it all London gigs that you do? 
I don't say I I should do more out of town gigs. I'll I I don't mind going out of town, but I should do more. It's just an unknown quantity. Like this uh, one I did in Hartford, you just didn't. She, even the bar lady didn't know how many people were going to turn up. Yeah. Uh, um. I I don't mind going out to town, but really, you're talking a maximum of an hour on a weeknight. Yeah. It's too far. Otherwise. Yeah, otherwise, it's too. Otherwise, it's not sensible. Yeah. So I think that's about it. Thank you very much. Warped. Have you got anything you would like to promote? Nah. <laughs> nah. Uh, you know, well, you should go and watch. I tell you what, go and watch Leicester Square. If you go and if you want to go and watch new comedians, go and watch Leicester Square New Comedian of the Year. Even if I'm not emceeing, that'll be fun for, thing for people to do. Um, uh, you can go on Leicester Square Theatre website. That's a fun thing to do. Always go to late. Uh, always go to Angel Comedy. Angel Comedy is the best thing you can do for free in London. Oh yes. it's absolutely brilliant. Always, 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 always. Go, go, go. Actually, don't go to Angel Comedy. They fall. They'll be full. <laughs> turn up early. If you want to go to Angel Comedy, you turn up early. Yeah, and don't tell them I sent you. Yeah, last time I, I was there helping out. I had to turn people yeah, away. I, I've turned away 120 people. Really? On a Saturday before. Oh, jeez. Because it can only have 80 in there now, can't it? Yeah, no, that was before that. Even. That was before that? Jeez, that's a lot. They've turned away 150 before. Why Why is it so popular? Is it just because Time Out Loves It? It's brilliant. It's yeah. always good. Oh, yeah. It just becomes self-perpetuating. Yeah. Time Out Loves It. It's always done as the best three things to do in London. Yeah. Um, and it is one of the best three things to do in London. It it's is. in an area where it attracts that kind of people who would go there. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and it's consistently good. Barry, Mar- Barry makes it good. Did you see Barry's show in Edinburgh? Yeah, I've seen it about seven <laughs> times. <laughs> did you go and see it? I did. Yeah. yeah. Did you like it? It was good. Yeah. It's a good show. Did you? You weren't one of the men in the box, were you? I don't think he trusts me to be a manager. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that for an hour. No. I, I, I did it. help out a few nights. I show Steve Bennett to his chair and stuff like that. Important shit, you know. Yeah. But. I'm not made for being in a box for that one, God did not create me that way. And on that bombshell. Yeah. Unlucky Barry, this this yeah, this box guy has sailed. <laughs> um that's not a thing. Yeah. See you later. Well thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me, James. That's been, it's been a pleasure. No, likewise. And we'll see you soon. See you later, man. Bye bye. Bye.